So Ron comes, he came to us. He, he has a ministry called Sound of the Trumpet Ministries. He has a tremendous book uh, and a lot of books that are out there on the table, and they're for sale after church. We, uh, he's doing video series. He's got a prophetic series. Uh, a lot of things are happening in his life for the good, and even the COVID thing, the downturn has been, you know, God, God said, start writing. And he's taking this time to really engage and write and as the, the Lord speaks to him. But what I want to say is the Sound of the Trumpet Ministries, you can actually give into his ministry. We sow into him here monthly. And if you'd like to give an offering today at the end of the service, you can come give an offering. You can make it to Freedom Fellowship and in the memo put Ron, or you can make it to Sound of the Trumpet Ministries. Uh, but you can also give online and become a part of this ministry. Uh, that's a, a beautiful way to uh, be a part of that. So... Uh, Ron Campbell comes to us all the way from South Africa via Dallas-Fort Worth via Jeep. <laughs> okay? So y'all welcome. Let's stand and let's give Ron just a great round of uh, a welcome. Brother Ron Campbell is here. He's here. Thank you. Hey, good morning. Good morning. So do we have any... Children book writers, yeah, people that want to write children's books. There's a theme that developed this morning. Have you heard of the cat in the hat? Yeah. Now there's a cat in the church. <laughs> Got a sense of humor. So there you go, start writing. It's prophetic, it happened. Cat in the church. Oh boy, I remember when I was a little boy, there was a church down the road from us that was kind of weird. They used to do a thing called Chasing the Holy Spirit or whatever it was. And I was a little boy and that fascinated me. So we would try and line up there at night and do strange things to see if we could really mess them up. <laughs> Just came back to me now when I saw the cat in the church. <laughs> Father, forgive me. <laughs> I'm a bunch of religious people, but anyway. <clears throat> so as you can hear by my mouth, uh, things are a little bit different. I had surgery uh, the day before... Um, Thanksgiving. Uh, four years ago, I had a procedure done on my mouth where the face surgeon actually broke my jaw without me knowing. And since then, uh, my bone became infected and the nerve died in my mouth. And I've suffered tremendously with uh, sinus infections, ear, in, ear aches, ear infections, sinus infections, eye infections, all these kind of things that go on in your face. And and just before Thanksgiving, he fired one of his employees who called me and told me that he'd broken my jaw. And so I got my attorney and we went and visited him and got him to agree to pay for the reparations or to have it fixed. So day before Thanksgiving, I had all my teeth removed and I had the jaw ground, the bone ground, when bone implant put in. So it's been quite a journey. Uh, you know, I was saying to people, I, I've been blown from a landmine, I've been shot, I've been stabbed. But boy, this was like being shot in the face with a shotgun. I've lost 25 pounds in weight, so I've been on the dental diet plan. I want to advise you, <laughs> if you want to do anything, ask the dentist to wire your mouth shut and just drink fluids for the next time, and you will be great. Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> But what has helped me do in the process, it's helped me change my diet, change the way I eat, as well as change the way I behave. Because now I don't speak unless I have to. <laughs> so the last two months I've written another seven books. 
I'm in the process of pub what well, I've been I haven't been able to speak so I've been able to write. You can't stop my fingers from talking. <laughs> so do yourself a favor. Avail yourself of some of these books that I write. I'm not doing it because I want to sell books. I'm doing it because the stuff that God downloads that I think is vital. I want to leave a legacy behind for the church. Um, you know, let's be honest. Okay, let's just be truthful today. The prophets in this nation are whack. Not one of them got it right. I don't care who they are, none of them got it right. They're all repenting now. But do you know why? It's our fault. You know why it's our fault? Because we put value in them and they don't realize that they are not called to be prophets because they're the prophets that have the word of the Lord. And then here's the problem. Because you and we don't know what prophets really are. We don't really know the difference between prophecy and fivefold ministry prophets and the office of a prophet and the spirit of prophecy. That's why we receive the garbage these guys say, thinking that they're hearing from God. Now, my friend Roger Teal, you know, Rog. Uh, Rog. Uh, I called him a couple of months back. I said, Hey, Rog, what do you think of what the prophets are saying? He said, It's not the Spirit of the Lord, Ron. It's not the Spirit of the Lord. I don't know that voice, Ron. I thought, No, well, I'm, I'm with you. And people said, Well, why didn't you prophesy something about the political? I said, I did. You didn't hear it three years ago. What did you say? Go back and check. I told you we were a cyclic culture. I told you God was bringing a pause to the nations. I told you that God was going to bring something and stop the nation dead in its tracks. And it did, right? I didn't talk about the, about the politics because I really couldn't care about the politics because Christ is king and he's still on the throne. And no man is going to be a savior of America. You can get offended with me, that's fine. I'm right. And the church has lost her way. We've sold ourselves to a spirit of harlotry. During this time of COVID, I had an opportunity to have a dream one night. Now, here's what I have to say about dreams and prophecy, okay? This is just for free. I'm not charging you. This is all for free. <laughs> hear me? The spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. So what you dream is subject to you. That's why you have to balance everything. And that's why you have to take things back to the Lord and find it if it's God. You see, there's been a lot of garbage disposal dreams coming out lately. I dreamt and... Da, da, da. Well, when a person dreams something and builds a prophetic word around it, it actually pertains to them. It is not for you. Show me in the word where it's for you. Daniel was an interpreter of dreams. Joseph was an interpreter of dreams. Go and look at how they manufactured and how they worked with their dreams. They didn't try and put their dreams on other people. I told you last year about a large-mouth bass prophet. Bop, 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 bop. And it's, I told him it was absolute garbage. Well, he's had to write a letter and repent because it was absolute garbage. See, the problem is here, people, we are hero worshippers. Instead of worshipping the true hero, Christ, because listen, the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. If you hear something and you don't witness within your spirit, don't buy it because other people buy it. Don't say, well, Baba says it's good. Oh, I think it's good. No, I've always tracked 
with what the Holy Spirit has said. I will never come to you as the church with a garbage. I will never come to you with some sort of fake man-made concept to try and put pressure on you to do something that is not God. That is just not me. I cannot carry that responsibility. But yet these men seem to do it. And they think it's okay. And they're saying sorry is, is okay, but it's not going to heal the damage that was done to the body of Christ. The damage that the nation looks at and says, we don't trust Christians because they don't, know, they don't hear from God. I've heard a lot of that. And look, I'm just talking to you as a brother. Okay, I'm talking to you as a brother. I'm disgusted at what the prophetic has done in the last two or three years to this nation. I don't care. It's not about politics. It's not about who's who in the zoo or what's what in the pot. It's about what God's saying to the church. Even some of the top well-known figures have misspoken and misguided and misled the church. And every man will be responsible and held responsible for every word that proceeds from his mouth. Where is the fear of the Lord? That's the beginning of wisdom. So all I'm going to say to you, I write books on the prophetic. Now my book out there called The Prophetic Path breaks down and explains all these gifts, how they work. The gifts of the Spirit, the fivefold ministry, the gifts of prophecy, the ministry of prophets. It breaks them all down. If you want to learn about it, go and educate yourself. But do me a favor, don't be caught in the trap of men's expedience because they're trying to build a social network and, and a funding process for their ministry. Do not allow yourself to be trapped by, by charlatans. I don't care what their names are and what ministry they belong to. But we've seen that we have them, false prophets. My suggestion is get your stones. In the Old Testament, when a prophet missed it, they stoned him. I mean, why are you guys so quiet? Why are you guys so quiet? You can go and get stones with me, brother. I'm, you can try and stone me. I didn't prophesy wrong. Why are you people so quiet? Do you agree with what I'm saying? Okay, so we need, as a body of Christ, please, I'm asking you to use discernment. Discern. You know, the Spirit brings witness. Deep calls to deep. My, my Spirit doesn't witness with some things, and what I do is I don't advance towards it. If my Spirit witnesses with something, I advance towards it. If it doesn't, I repel it. Why? Because I'm not going to allow myself to be deceived. It's my responsibility to make sure that I'm not deceived. Not my pastors. It's, not, it's my responsibility to make sure that everything that comes into my life is vetted and sanctioned by the Holy Spirit. And that's what you should do too. Protect it. I'm not saying don't trust. I'm not saying don't believe in it. I'm saying the Bible says test every spirit. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Listen, there's a lot of people who say amen. They don't, did the very thing and went and believed the lie and have sold the lie. So a couple of months back I had this dream. And in the dream I was woken up in this crucifixion situation and I saw Jesus there. Now this is not for you, this is for me. And the Lord was saying to me, they chose Barabbas, the liar above me and the, and the criminal. And I wept in my sleep. I could not stop weeping. And I woke up and I said, God, what do you say? He said, my church has chosen Barabbas. And I heard the shout, give us Barabbas. 
And that is what we've done as a culture. We've chosen Barabbas. And we need to repent. We've chosen Barabbas, just like they did the day when Christ was crucified. And I feel in my heart that the church has turned her back on Jesus. And it breaks my heart because, you know what, people are dying, dying. And the church does not have the message. And we are the carriers of the good news of the gospel. People out there need this that we have. But if it becomes perverted with all this garbage, we're not going to give them the good news. We can try and captivate people politically. You're welcome. Go ahead. You'll stand before the Lord for that. You'll be accountable for that. But let me tell you, as a prophet of the Lord, and I didn't call myself that. God called me that. I weigh every word that comes out of my mouth. I'm careful. I try and pay attention to what the Spirit is saying. Yes, and there's days when I don't get it right, but let me tell you, 99.99% of the time I get it right. Because I don't listen to those other voices. And we've taken on, in this culture, we've taken on, in the church, we've taken on this political spirit. And we've bought into this lie. And we've chosen Barabbas, the thief. Who is the thief? Satan. Right? Jesus said, you were a thief from the beginning. Okay, so what did Barabbas represent? He represented Satan. So we've chosen the thief above the king of kings. I'm not trying to point fingers at you. I'm saying this is what I, I'm, I'm accountable first. My dream is accountability to me. Gosh, you guys all look so stern. Are you okay? <laughs> I'm not rebuking you. I'm just trying to tell you, folks, listen, it's time. It's 2021. This year, it's a perfect number. 21 is a perfect number. It's divisible by three. And every time you divide 21 by three, it comes out of seven. So seven, seven, seven. Name of his name, the number of his name, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. This is the year three-stranded cord is really broken. This is the year of God bringing things together in a very profound way. But we have to deal with the garbage first. Get it out. You can see outside they're dealing with the garbage first before they make it beautify the place. So prophetically, we're right in season and time right now for God to do a reconstructive process in the church. I'm seeing by the Spirit that God is getting ready to bring forth something new. So when I went through my surgery in, in just before Thanksgiving, the Lord said to me, the mouths of the prophets are broken. And he said, but I'm using you as a demonstration to show you that I'm restoring and I'm repairing and I'm bringing it fresh and I'm bringing a new sound. And I might sound kind of goofy right now with an accent. I might sound like Donald Duck. I don't really know. I'm not ashamed of the fact that I've gone through this. But I know that prophetically I'm standing where God has me as a demonstration to the prophets that the mouth and the voice of the prophetic in this nation is broken. But God is restoring the sound of the prophetic voice. And I may be a poster child for that. That's fine. I don't care. But there's going to come a sound out of the church from this time forth, there's going to be a, a resounding sound of God's kingdom. It's not going to be about a national thing. It's going to be about a supernatural kingdom. The kingdom that we carry within us. So in my preparation, I had a different word. I was, and so this morning, the Holy Spirit woke me up and said, I want, you to, I want you to share with my people what they are facing as a nation today. And the word said to me, tell them 
what are you hearing? And I said, God, I can't breathe. And God said, exactly. The challenge has come against the world to stop the breath. COVID attacks the what? Lungs, the breath. What happened during the rice? What was the slogan? I can't breathe. Violence has come against the breath. So today as a prophet, I'm giving you a word. I want to share with you about and talk to you about breath. Ruach. If you look, at, at this is so beautiful. I love God's creative power. Hear me, okay, hear my heart. I'm not, I'm not angry or anything. Hear my heart. I'm passionate about this thing called the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because I was worthless. I didn't deserve the kingdom. I took blood. I took lives. I wasn't a person that should be in the kingdom. I shouldn't even be doing this. But God said, I am validating you. I'm taking you out of those things. I'm bringing you into my things which are powerful. And you're going to speak for me. And so God gave me a picture of myself. Like when, he, when Adam was in the garden. And God said he breathed on him. And breath entered him and became a living being. Before that day, before the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I was dead, vile, corrupt, sick, messed up in my head. I could take out anybody. I didn't care who they were. I was full of venom and hatred and malice, and I hated people. And the day God slayed me and put me on the ground, and he breathed into me the spirit, that vile spirit left me, and the spirit of God, the Ruach HaKadosh, came into my lungs. And for the first time in my life, I could feel like I'm alive. And before that, when I was in the military, I could blind up a landmine. The first thing that damaged was my lungs from the gases of the explosion. And my whole life I had battled with breathing after that. But that day when the Spirit of God came on me, God brought a healing to the vicinity in my lungs. He brought a healing to the bronchial tree. And so I started to look at the bronchial tree and I started to see, oh, look at it. It's an inverted tree. And then I go back into the garden and I see uh, what was in the garden. There was a tree of the knowledge of good and evil and there was the tree of life. And where did Eve go? The tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So what did she do? She ingested the vileness into her breath, the spirit of flesh into her breath, so that everything came out of her mouth would be flesh. You who are baptized with the Spirit of Christ, you don't have the world in your breath. But somewhere along the line, the breath has entered into you and you start to speak for the world rather than speak for the Ruach that's in you, the breath of God that is in you. Because when you came to the kingdom, you didn't come because you thought it was a good idea. You came because God brought you in and His Spirit breathed life into you and you became a living being. Before that, you were dead. Even though you were alive, you were dead. And he planted a seed within you. He planted a tree within you. He put power and life into you. And you know when you start looking at the woodwork and you start looking at trees and all these different things, who was cursed upon a tree? Why? Because he wanted to break the work of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So men could live once again eaten from the tree of life. What I'm saying to you, turn off your TV. Get into the Word. Start eating the Word of the tree of life. What's paper made from? Trees. 
Get the word into you. Get the seed, the sperm of God into your life. You want to overcome the world? You're not going to overcome it with brain power. You're going to overcome it with spirit power. With Ruach. He leads and guides you into all truths. People, we have become deceived by culture. We've been brought out of this culture. We are in the kingdom. We're sojourners passing through. Oh, I love America. I'm thankful for America. I'm, I love it. I grieve because I see the same thing happening here that happened in South Africa. Where violence and murder entered the streets and people killed and murdered each other for no rhyme or reason. Sacrificed life and gave up blood for nothing because of the vileness of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Because powerful, corrupt men have corrupted the hearts and minds of the saints. You weren't brought into this world to be a murderer and a killer. You weren't brought into this world to speak death into people's lives. Man, I see a guy preach on the pulpit cursing people. What kind of kingdom is that? Jesus said to the sons of thunder, you know not spirit you of. Let me tell you, we have within us this bronchial system so we can breathe in life. We can ingest it. The Holy Spirit is a spirit. When he comes upon you, everything in your life changes. The church has stood so against the Spirit of God and started to speak that is not for today. And they're dead. Die, painted sepulchres full of dead man's bones. They don't have life in them. But you have life in you. You're a testament of Christ. You're an overcoming king. You're a son of God. Yeah, yeah, I had a funny revelation the other day. There's so much divisiveness in gender in this nation. And I suppose in any other nation. There's such hatred against gender. It's kind of crazy. And I had an epiphany. An epiphany is an aha. I have thought. <laughs> and I thought about the day when Jesus was crucified. You know, I have that picture graphically posted into my mind from the movie Jesus of Nazareth. When the temple was destroyed and the veil was rent and the presence of God left the temple. And men came back with needle and cotton or thread, trying to sew it closed. Built back the altar, put back the things. When that day came, God destroyed the middle wall of separation between man and God. And then what came on Pentecost is the Holy Spirit came, brought back the relationship concept that you and I could have a relationship with God through the Holy Spirit. We could hear Him, we could know Him, we could breathe His breath, we could think His thoughts, we could walk in His dimensions, and everything was made pure. But then man came in and put back, well, women shouldn't talk in the church. Oh, women shouldn't do this. And what happened in the process? I think it was God's perfect plan that there would be no boundaries between nations. Because we are a new creation in Christ. We're not bond nor free, Jew nor Greek, black nor white, male nor female. We're a new creation in Christ. So men came back in and put their boundaries back up and put the borders back up and said, you are our enemy and you, we are here and you are there. Have you heard the message lately? We are this and they are them. We are Republican, they are Democrat. 
the middle wall of separation that Christ destroyed through his work on the cross has been put back by man. And guess what happens? Why do you think we have violence in our streets? Why do you think we have the spirit of prejudice to come into the hearts of men and women? Because we're separate. Well, we should be one nation under God. Hello? Indivisible. I'm not preaching the, I'm not preaching the, the Bill of Rights or anything. I'm just talking about the Word. This is what I think God's concept was, is to let every man get together and celebrate around the presence of God. But men, through their vile and evil ways, inspired by Satan, came and put back boundaries between people. And what do we have today? Divided people. Wars and wars and wars and wars. Because of that one act of taking from the wrong tree. But today we have the opportunity to participate with the tree of life. With the Ruach, the breath of God. With the Holy Spirit. You know, I can read you tons of scriptures. I don't want to go there. I just want to keep on. I just feel very strong that the Holy Spirit is here. He's here. He's br- and I'm not talking about facility. I'm talking here. He's here with you. He's obviously impressing upon you. He's speaking to you. He's touching you. Because the Bible says, my sheep hear my voice. And they follow me. And, you know, they don't follow the voice of another. You know, if you follow the voice of somebody else or something else or some organization or some group or whatever it is, repent and turn and come back home to what you need to be. The reason why there's misery in your life is because you're listening to the voice of another. It's another another Christ. It's not your Christ. Man, I tell you, you know, I've been out two and a half months now. And it's been a great rest opportunity for me. I haven't had revenue and income. I, the thing is like that. I've, there's, been, there's been stuff coming in, but there's nothing, been nothing to sustain. But what has happened, what sustained me, is every day when I wake up, it's the Lord is there. He's even there in my sleep. And so when I wake up, He's there, and I just say, God, what is, because there's nothing I can do. I can't do anything. You know, I almost feel like I'm crippled. But God has said, I've taken away the capacity from you to help yourself right now. I'm going to be your help. And so I'm watching God doing things. Everything I've tried to do myself has been paused. Frustrating for me because I'm a doer. And God said, just rest here for a while. Because there's a long journey ahead, folks. There's a journey to recovery. There's a journey to restoration. There's a journey being healed from this brokenness that we've gone through as a culture. And I never would have thought I would see America in such a broken place. When I left South Africa, there was violence in the streets. There were mobs attacking mobs, and there were people catching people and putting car tires on them with gasoline and setting them on a fire. How, how do you get so depraved that you do that to another human being? I mean, where is really people? We're the church. We're, the, we're supposed to be the moral fiber of the culture, but yet we're so toxic. What comes out of our mouth is just curse. It's curse. 
Oh, they, them, and these are thus, and we are this, and we are that, and we are nothing. Because we are breathing from the wrong tree. We're just, we're just as bad as Eve. You know what God did to Eve? He gave her pain. You know what he did to Adam? He gave him toil. Earn from the sweat of her brow. And the serpent, he made him crawl on his belly. So what I'm trying to say to you is, I'm not trying to say anything but this. If you are in pain, there could be a reason. If you're having to toil and labor and strive, there could be a reason. Maybe, maybe you're participating with the curse. That's not God's plan for you. That's not His desire for you. He redeemed you from that, but obviously through some process you've taken yourself back there. Today we have an opportunity to correct that process because the Ruach is here. The breath of the Spirit is here. I'm sure you would never hear a word like this in a church. I'm not a qualified, trained preacher. I don't preach. That's not my job. I prophesy. I minister. I'm not a preacher. I don't do theology. I'm not homiletically correct. I don't do homiletica. It is so messed and jacked the church up. I believe to let the Holy Spirit guide and lead you because revelation can't come through some form of organization. Revelation comes from God himself. What you're hearing from me today is the unadulterated heart of the prophet that weeps for a nation that is in delusion and people killing people for some ridiculous concept. You know what broke my heart the most? In South Africa, when I fought in the military, I fought for an ideology. I fought against communism. That's what I was told. I believed it. I fully engaged. I was involved. I did my job. I was good at my job. I sent many people to the other side because I was a patriot. 34 of my friends got killed in that war. Today there's two of us left. We're both preaching the gospel. The heartbreak is my buddies my comrades died for an ideology that today rules the nation of South Africa. Communism. We fought, we died, and they gave the country away. And here's the funny thing. On their coffin was a flag. That flag doesn't exist anymore. So those men and all what they were carrying within their generations in the future died with them for a piece of cloth. How stupid is that? It's not worth dying for something that has no value. See, one of the things is Christ doesn't require you to physically die. He requires you to die to self so that you can have resurrection life. But he doesn't require you to kill yourself or to die for anything outside of the principles of Jesus. But yet men daily are sacrificing themselves to something.
And what are they accomplishing? Nothing. So I want to tell you today, as our country battles for breath, as those patients who have COVID are battling for breath and saying, I can't breathe, you and I have breath. We have the Ruach, the breath of God. And you can't speak without breath. You know that. You can, here's a funny thing. You can maybe live for 40 days without food. You can probably live three to seven days without water maximum. But you can't live for more than a minute or two without breath. <laughs> you know? And you and I, the corporate body, we have the breath of God. We can speak the word of God. And this is what he said, and when the breath entered his nostrils, he became a living being. And the beautiful thing about having breath is you can give breath. In other words, you can give life. You can speak life. You can imbibe people with the power of God from on high just through words. Because words are seeds. And seeds take hold and seeds grow trees and they have fruit. Can you hear what I'm saying? Can you hear the analogy of what I'm saying? This is so powerful. When you go back to the Garden of Eden, see the symbolism prophetically of what God was doing, how everything was built with purpose and an understanding. And so many things were so beautifully created and designed. You were designed and created in the same image. God built the whole infrastructure of the earth before he built man. And when he was finished, it is good. Right? You have the capacity to make all things new and good. You do. With the Spirit of God in you, you know, I'm going to take a minute, just to, just to last minute if it's okay. I'm busy doing this program called MindShift, which is a transformational program. And after I've written the book and everything, I was sitting down one day and saying, God, there's something missing. And I don't know what it is. You're going to have to help me. And man, it hit me like a ton of bricks. You know, you've each been designed and created uniquely. You've been sent from heaven with a unique purpose and destiny. And yes, some of you may have been sent to families through their DNA that the families are really messed up with all your, I was sent to one of those families. <laughs> and so you come into that family and you're there and you're baby and you're cute and you're all cuddly and squishy and pink and smell and poop and all that sort of stuff. And, but yes, you smell beautiful. And so now you watch as you grow from that point and you start growing with that family and you take on all that family's attributes. And yes, even though you have the DNA, that may not be the model and the image that God has for you, but you take that on because monkey see, monkey do. Your first seven years of your life, you live under that thing. We have so many people today on this earth that were born into families that took on the image of that family that they self-count, find themselves because that's what they were created to be. They were created to be something different, but as a household they grew up in, they learned the behaviors and mechanisms and ideologies of that family, and they have been created differently. I think back to education. I couldn't study like normal kids did. I was always in the principal's office, bending down my head on the desk, getting six cuts because I was naughty. 
but I didn't assimilate and understand like other kids when they read books. But I was far more intelligent than them. But they forced me into the system of education that buckled my mind and they birthed rebellion into me. And before I knew where I was, I was vile because I hated the system. Because I was forced into something I wasn't created to be involved in. <clears throat> and this is a problem today with people. You've been created, it's imperative for you to find out what God's intent and plan for you was so you can sort of work your way towards finding who you are. Our education system today destroys more kids. That's why we have so many kids on drugs today, because kids don't learn that way. <clears throat> and we're just creating more and more delinquents, ADD, and putting them on medication because they don't study like we study. We are messing up culture after culture. <clears throat> and I said, God, how do we stop this? God says, it only comes by revelation alone. When the parents, like I love how Jesus' parents... I mean, they were kind of offended when he was in the temple. My, you lost. Where did you go while I was in the temple? Did you give him about my father's work? Well, what about us? Oh, don't worry about you. You're fine. I'm doing dad's work over here. Can you see what I'm saying? I'm not saying don't bring your children with discipline. I'm saying find out from God who they are, who they need to be, and bring them up in the way of the Lord so they can be who God called them to be. I have three daughters. And my first two, I really messed up because I really jacked in my head when I had my first two kids. I'd not gone through deliverance yet. I was still full of demonic garbage. But when the third one was born, the day that she was born, the Holy Spirit gave me a word. I was sitting in the birthing center and the Holy Spirit gave me a word. He said, this one's going to be different. And I want you to raise her differently. And I thought, God, what does that mean? And he just led me to raise my third one. Now, the issues my first two daughters had are all because of me. Because I was a real jackass. Excuse my French. That's French, by the way. And, um, but by the time my third daughter was born, there was such a transformation in me that I knew intrinsically, spiritually, how to manage this child, how to bring her up and how to support her and how to walk with her and how to live with her and how to encourage her to push in. And today she's a doctor. And I'm still having to rescue my other two girls because I did such a bad job in parenting. And, um, you know, that's just the price you pay for stupidity. But you have an opportunity to change things today. And the Holy Spirit can, the, the years the canker worms locusts have eaten, he can take care of that in, in a heartbeat. I'm calling to your hearts today to, to, to change. I'm calling to you today to let go of the stuff that has no relevance. You're not here in this world, right, to build an empire. You're here to be in a kingdom. And let me tell you, countries may go bankrupt, Kingdom of God will never go bankrupt. Okay? Because the kingdom of God has Bitcoin. <laughs> no, it's because we have the Ruach. We have the breath of God. Every breath that God speaks, creates. 
we are in the likeness and image of our Heavenly Father. And like we should bring up our children and find out who they are and nurture them into the way they should go. So Father knows who we are and he tries to move us in the direction and the way that we should go. And then one day when we come there and we find the road map and we suddenly find out who we are, it's like, oh gosh, I don't need to strive anymore. Does that make sense to you? Can you hear my heart? There's no judgment. There's no criticism. I'm not trying to call anyone out. I'm not trying to say anything. All I'm trying to say is, wake up. Come out of your slumber. Stop falling asleep. Start getting involved in what God has for you. That's your destiny. And when you get into that place of what God has for you and where he's taking you and what he's purposed for you for, you, there won't be striving. It'll come to you. It'll happen. You know, we don't need craziness. We have enough in this world. This is what I'm talking to you. It's not religion. I'm talking to you purely kingdom relationship. I'm talking to you about what you were destined for and designed for. This year, I believe God's going to stabilize the foundation of the church. I'm talking about the Christ followers. I'm not talking about the crazies. I'm talking about the Christ followers. And demonstrate his goodness through them, to them, to a lost and dying world. You may be at work one day and suddenly the Holy Spirit may hit you and tell you to do something that you've never done before. Do it. Swish. Do it. Because let me tell you, when you do it, you can go and come to you and you'll say, okay, that's good now. Let's do something else together. And it's like excitement. Like, you know, when you take your kid to the park and you teach them how to go down the slip and slide and all that sort of stuff, and they come down the first time, it's like, hey, they, they didn't crack in the head. Good good job. I can go home to mama and tell them they can't even slide without bashing their head. They didn't break your arm on the, on the monkey bars. <laughs> And as you do this, as you start walking that thing out, the first time I got a prophetic word, I mean, I, I was just shaking. I was sweating like a pig. I mean, I was like, <gasps> and it came out like a machine gun. And I thought, whoa, I didn't, wow, what did you say? I don't know, it just came out, man. I was, it freaked me out because I never, never had it before. I mean, never. And the next time she goes, that was exciting. What was that? God said, that's prophecy. I thought, oh, I love it. What is it? Can I have some more? Hmm? Yeah. And everybody, I'm getting prophesied. And eventually I said, God said, whoa, slow down, son. I don't even understand you. <laughs> I had to learn to slow my roll because, you know, it just came out so quick. But, man, I started to do, started to see things happen when I said something to people. Hey, tomorrow about this time, God's going to blah, 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 blah. And the person comes and says, you won't believe it. Something happened, i got a new job. Oh, okay. It was exactly the time. And I started to see things happen. And it was exciting because I was on a different path. The sound, the breath that came out of me was different. The sound was different. I was just waiting for the next opportunity. God, wait, are there more? Are there any, is there anything, do you want to say anything to anybody there? And it became alive. That is who. You are. You are his ambassador.
You are the person that he's going to take to that broken person to share his love with. You are the person. And that's why, that's why he loves you. That's why he wants to bring you into that place of perfect harmony where you and him are walking as one. Like the men walked on the road to Emmaus with him, how their hearts burnt at the sayings of the Lord. The nation can shout, I can't breathe. They can scream, I can't breathe. But you say, hey man, I have breath. Whatever I have, I give unto you. <sighs> oh, don't breathe on me, please, because you know, you may have COVID. <laughs> yeah, I have COVID. I'm COVID by the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> it's not strange that people are dying, but the church is falling asleep. So I just say to you today, be filled with the Ruach HaKadosh. And if you've said, well, I don't believe in the Holy Spirit, repent. Because you can't get what you don't celebrate. You can't participate in what you don't believe in. The church has excommunicated itself from the Holy Spirit because they don't believe in Him. Well, that was then, that happened then, it's not for today. Lie. If God is not an Indian giver. He gives abundantly to all those who ask Him. All you have to do is ask Him. Holy Spirit, come. Just come right now, Holy Spirit, just come. Wash away all the disappointment and all the delusion and all the lies and frustration that culture has tried to wrap us in. Break the powers of this current world over us, Lord. The delusion, the illusion of freedom. We have freedom in the Spirit. And it's not a freedom created by law. It's a freedom created because you paid the price for us to be free from sin and death. You've given us the life in the liberty of the Lord Jesus Christ. And today your blood pumps and flows within our veins. We are bone of your bone and flesh of your flesh. Nothing can prevent us from entering into the things of God. We can come boldly into your courts of praise because you have sanctified us and you've made us righteous. And we're not righteous within ourselves. And we're not even moral. But Father, you have taught us how to be moral in the things of God. I pray today that every man and woman and child here today will be empowered by Ruach with the power of the Holy Spirit, that fire and tongues of fire would clove in upon them, that burn away the dross of the world, that they would be filled to overflowing, that you'd break off pain and suffering, that you'd break off infliction right now. Father, that you'd break off cursing and even mind-blocking demons today would be loosed in Jesus' name. I speak against infirmity. I speak against poverty in Jesus name I declare today you come down loose these saints in Jesus name death sickness disease cancer I speak to every mortal cell in every single living body here today and I declare to cells live breathe upon them father today as they take in breath let ruach come into their lungs and revive their bronchial tree give them life I pray in Jesus' name, break every single power and force of corruption that has been trying to propagate on your body through the culture, through some of these talking heads. 
who are speaking that we're listening to. Make us deaf to the sound that they give, Lord. Bring us into a place where we would hear clearly the Spirit of God. In Jesus' name. Amen.